Today, we're, we're starting a brand new series entitled Frequency, where God is inviting us to tune into him. He's inviting us to get on his frequency, to learn to listen to him, to learn to follow him, to tune into his voice, to tune out the distractions so that we can live in a life that he has for us. You see, the concept of frequency in the natural speaks to what God wants to do in the supernatural. He's inviting us to get on his frequency. Now, frequency in the natural speaks of timing, sounds, and signals. Timing, sounds, and signals. Frequency speaks of timing, its rhythm and pace, its cadence, its staying in step. And for many of us, this is the pace of our life. Everything's clicking, everything's moving forward. And as I was thinking about this concept of frequency, I was reminded of the fact that my son Aiden plays percussion in the high school band. And I have to tell you, my son has great cadence and pace when it comes to percussion. He knows the pace, he keeps on target. Just a couple months ago, he was in the middle of marching season and my wife and I, we got invited to some of the practices and what we heard was a metronome. The band director used the metronome to keep the band on pace. The band director wanted everybody to march to the beat of the same drum. Now my son has great cadence and great rhythm and great tempo when it comes to percussion, but he doesn't have great tempo or pace or timing with my wife. <laughs> because my son has a tendency to practice his drums everywhere my wife is, and he plays really loud. He's constantly tapping everywhere. He's constantly tapping, and it bugs her. But even worse, what he does is he sometimes practices his timing on her. He begins to tap her on the arm and on the shoulder, and guess what? She's about to say, hey, your timing is about up, son. But it got me thinking. I wonder how many of us were on pace in one area of our life. Maybe it's work, maybe it's in our social media presence. But I wonder for many of us if our timing is more like this. We're off pace in our relationships, in our faith. Another way to think about an off pace, tempo is hit or miss. I wonder if we have had a lot of hits we've taken last year and we've had a lot of misses. I wonder how many of us are actually off rhythm when it comes to God. I wanna encourage you, if you're off frequency with God, get back in frequency with him. Get on pace, get in step with his spirit. Let him lead you forward. Let him guide you into the future he has for you. He has better is possible for you. He has more for you. He wants you to discover what he can give to you. But the only way we can receive his more is if we get in frequency with him. Now frequency, it also refers to and speaks to the sounds we hear. Have you ever heard a piano that's out of tune? Yeah, it doesn't matter how well, the, the piano looks. It doesn't matter if the keys are shiny. If the piano is out of tune, the notes just don't sound right. 
I wonder if many of us are like that. We're like a shiny piano when it comes to our outward appearance, but inside we don't sound like God. I wonder if we're off frequency, where we look the part, we look like Christians, but we don't sound like followers of Jesus. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we're off frequency with God. I believe that God's challenging us to be careful the conversations and the jokes that we are a part of. I believe God's inviting us to make sure that in moments of stress, in moments of anger, that we don't sound like our past, the words that our parents told us, the way they treated us. He's inviting us to sound much more like him. In fact, as we step into what is often a very divisive political season, I believe God's inviting us to adopt the third option, the third conversation, to elevate every conversation. You see, it's not about liberal or conservative, it's about the kingdom of God. It's not about Republican or Democrat, it's about Jesus. In fact, Jesus tells us in Mark 16, verse 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. He didn't say preach politics. He says, I want you to preach me resurrected. As we step into this season, I'm inviting us to stay unified because there's nothing more important than the kingdom of God. Yes, voice your values by voting, but make sure if you're gonna preach anything, preach Jesus. Frequency also speaks of channels and signals. Have you ever turned on the TV and all you see is static? Have you ever turned on the radio and all you hear is static? What do you do? Do you stay there? No, you change the channel. You adjust the frequency so that you can see or hear what's being communicated. I wonder if some of us were frustrated with God because we don't seem to hear him. What he's really inviting us to do is to change the channel. I know many of you in just a couple of days, you're gonna watch the Super Bowl. If you wanna watch the Super Bowl, I wanna share with you, make sure you're on the right channel because you won't find the Super Bowl on HGTV. You have to change and get on the right channel to watch the game. In the same way, we need to make the effort to get on frequency with God, to get in tune with him, to tune into him, to allow God to adjust the sound of our life so we sound much more like him. Here it is. The Holy Spirit is our spiritual metronome. He's also our spiritual tuning fork. He's also the one who can change the channel and adjust our life so that we can hear God. So today... Tune in to hear God. That's the title of today's message. Tune in to hear God. God wants to speak to you. In fact, God has been speaking to you. But often we don't hear him because we're not tuned into his frequency. One of the questions that I often get as a pastor is this. How can I hear God? How can I understand what he's saying? Truth is, God speaks in a variety of ways. He speaks through wise counsel. He speaks to us through promptings. He speaks to us through pain. He is constantly speaking to us, but the primary voice of God is his word. The word of God is his primary voice. And here's what we believe, that God's word, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, were verbally inspired by God. God spoke his word to man 
thousands of years ago, and as they heard God speak, they wrote down those words. And the person who was involved in communicating the word of God to man was the Holy Spirit. And here's what I know. If the Holy Spirit was involved in communicating the word of God to man, here's what I know. That when you read God's word, if you walk in and say, Holy Spirit, help me understand what God is saying to me. If that is your prayer, what will happen is as you read God's word, the words will step up off of the page and they'll grip your heart. And you'll hear what God is speaking. Here's also what I know is that the Holy Spirit echoes God's word. The Holy Spirit will echo God's word. Now, we live in a culture where people are constantly saying spiritual things to us, whether it's online or social media, or there are people sometimes who come up and say, I've got a word for you. If you wanna know what's being communicated to you, whether it's from the Holy Spirit or it's from another spirit, I want you to go to God's word because God's word is the final authority. You can always check what people are saying about spirituality against God's word. We live in a culture where people are saying, find your own inner truth and manifest this in your life or step into this spiritual experience or practice. If it's not from God, it won't resonate with God's word. But if it is from God, it will align with God's word. And the Holy Spirit never contradicts God's word. He will constantly echo God's word. So with that in mind, I want to invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 11 and 12 and then verse 16. Paul, the writer, he's a first century follower of Jesus. He's actually teaching the people in the city of Corinth about how to follow Jesus and listen to what God is saying. So I want to invite you to join me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Notice this. It's only the spirit of God who knows the thoughts of God. He goes on to say this. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from who? From God. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. And then he concludes by saying this, verse 16. For we have the mind of Christ. Do you know that when you allow God to speak to you, you will not only understand the thoughts of God, but as you get close to him, as you spend more time with him, you will begin to adopt the mind of Christ. What strikes me about this verse is it acknowledges something about the reality of who we are. No one knows your thought except you. When my wife and I first got married, I did not know what it was like to do life with a woman. And what I didn't realize, no one told me, is that women speak in code. I wish someone would have told me. Those of you who are married, you should have told me ahead of time. Now, for her very first birthday, I asked her, babe, what do you want to do for your birthday? And she said, nothing. Listen, listen. Guys, pro tip. When she says nothing, she does not mean nothing. She says, I need you to remember all the things that I've been dropping as hints, and I want you to do that. So what I did is I went to HEB, I bought some groceries, and I brought them home, and I said, babe, why don't you make a really nice dinner for your birthday? That was a bad move. 
I never have done that again, I learned really quickly. I made an assumption and I made a mistake and periodically I'm reminded about how that was a mistake. The problem is is that often we make assumptions in our relationships, but often we make assumptions about God. Here it is. Here are some assumptions that we often have about God. Sometimes we believe that God is harsh and he's out to get us. Some of us, we believe that God is distant and disconnected and doesn't care about us. He doesn't want a relationship with us. And for some of us, we believe that God speaking to us is strange. But that couldn't be further from the truth because God, he wants to speak to you. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. He wants a relationship with you. And he's already spoken his word, a timeless word, and he also wants to speak a timely word through the Holy Spirit to you. So I want to encourage you, increase your frequency with God because frequency creates clarity. Just like frequency creates clarity in marriage, frequency in our relationship with God creates clarity with him. We get to understand his voice and be able to listen to him. So today I want to share with you two truths we discover as we increase our frequency with God. Number one, God speaks in thoughts, not sentences. God speaks in thoughts, not sentences. These verses tell us that the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God and he can reveal them to us and he wants to freely reveal them to us as we get close to God. God wants to reveal his thoughts to you. Why does he do that? Because sentences are two-dimensional and thoughts are four-dimensional. Thoughts can include space, time, and matter and also the spiritual component. And so the way God speaks to us is he gives us thoughts that appear in our mind, that inspire us, that lead us forward. But if we're not in frequency with him, he can't reveal that to us because we're on the wrong channel, we're out of pace, we're not in tune. God wants to reveal his thoughts. He wants to share with you what he will do in your life and in your family and in the future. But we must be willing to tune into him. We need to tune into him and listen to him. It takes effort, but it's worth it. Because one God thought can change your life. Could it be that you're one God-inspired thought away from a different future? I want to encourage you to engage with him. Be in relationship with him. Allow him to give you thoughts and dreams and visions for what he wants to do in your life and family. But he requires us to make some effort to get in tune and frequency with him. The good news is that the Holy Spirit's available to help us get in frequency with him. Here's another thought. Another truth as we discover how increasing our frequency with God will change our life. Here's the second thought. God moves us through promptings and nudges. God moves us through promptings and nudges. What is a prompting? A prompting is something God does in our heart. It's a thought, it's an idea that compels us that moves us forward. It's that thought that you get right as you wake up in the morning. Maybe you've been facing a business decision or a difficulty in your life and all of a sudden you get an idea and you realize, hey, that's gonna solve the issue. That's gonna solve the problem. It's when you get goosebumps and you know that what you've just thought of is gonna make a difference. It's that moment when you realize that you just had a thought that didn't come from you. That's what a prompting is. And God wants to speak to you through promptings. He also speaks to us through nudges. Nudges are like an internal poke in our heart and in our life that compels us 
to action. It moves us forward. It advances us. And a nudge will feel like a sharp poke. It'll feel like an insistence from God. It will feel like a holy discontent. There will be a moment in your heart where you feel like, I can't stay here any longer. I have to move forward. I need to move from where I'm at. And you're saying, God, I need you to lead me. And sometimes he starts with a nudge and then he gives you a prompting. But sometimes he starts with a prompting and then he gives you a nudge. And what we need to do is we need to say, God, my heart is open to what you have. We need to, we need to decide right now that we're going to have an open yes to what God wants us to do. You say, God, not my will, but yours. I want you to speak to me. I want you to reveal to me. I want you to unveil to me what you want to do in my life and in my family. Because promptings reveal God's heart and nudges reveal God's direction. Promptings are about the right thing and nudges are about the right time. Promptings clarify direction and nudges compel us to action. And here's what I've discovered, not only as a pastor, but also as a believer, is that when God prompts us and nudges us, it's time to move. It's time to step in. It's time to advance. It's time to move into what God has for us. Today, God is inviting us to increase our frequency with him. Church, I believe with all my heart that the best is yet to come that God's not done, that he has more in store for this church, but he has more in store for you. And he's trying to invite all of us to get on his frequency. Some of us, we feel like we are not hearing God, but we don't realize is that we're on the wrong channel. He says, just spend more time with me. I've discovered in my life of faith that no moment with God is ever wasted. No moment, no moment of prayer, no moment of sacrifice, no moment of turning off the TV or putting down the phone, no moment of turning off the radio while I drive on the road, no moment that we give to God is ever wasted because in that we're still and we begin to know who he is. He wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal his heart to you. He wants to tell you what he's about to do. He wants to give you a better future. But we must be moved by his spirit. He does it through promptings. He does it through nudges. He does it by revealing his, his thoughts to us. He reveals his thoughts to us. But we must be willing to say, God, I'll... I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll say anything you want me to say. I'll change anything in my life that you want me to change. I'm gonna get in frequency with you. And today as I close, I wanna invite you to stand with me. We're stepping into a moment of decision and commitment. And I believe that God is saying, step into my frequency. Step into my will, step into my way. Follow my direction. Let me lead you. I believe that God has been prompting many of you about something that you need to do in your life. It's something that has been a reoccurrent and persistent thought, a thought you can't shake off. For some of you, you know what you need to do, but you've been hesitant, you've been holding back because you're afraid. 
But if you're honest, you feel the nudge of God saying, step forward, it's time. Be strong and courageous. Step into what I have for you. Go in the strength you have. You have more than enough of what you need because I, the Lord, will be with you. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He begins to prompt us and nudge us into God's future. My heart for you as your pastors, I don't want you to miss out on what God wants to do in your life. I don't want you to miss out on what God wants to do in your life today, tomorrow, next year, in the next decade. God's not done with you. He's trying to prompt you into the future he has for you. As I was preparing this message, I just sensed a burden in my heart for many of you. I think for some of you, God's been prompting you to start a degree or to finish it. Some of you feel like, well, I don't have enough resources to pay for it. Here's what I know, where God guides, he provides. If he's spoken it, he will do it, he will provide. But often the resourcing doesn't come until we step out in faith and say, God, I'm gonna do what you say. And then God says, okay, because you are faithful, then I'm gonna resource. For some of you, God's been prompting you to get married. You've been together for years. And you know in your heart, honestly, that the person God has in your life is the person that he's brought to you. Now it's time, get married. What are you waiting for? If they're the person for you, then get married. If they're not the person for you, then be willing to acknowledge that and say, I want what God has for us. For some of you, it's to start a business or maybe expand your business and God's been prompting you, step into this specific area and you're hesitant because things are going great in your business but what you don't realize is that what God wants you to step into is not only gonna make an impact in this community and for your business but the resourcing that God is gonna provide to you is gonna allow you to have greater kingdom impact you're gonna be able to resource the kingdom because you're willing to be obedient. For some of you, God's been prompting you and nudging you to be generous. Whether it's the person at the stoplight, whether it's to be generous with that difficult coworker and going to lunch with them to just find out what's going on in their life. And for some of you, it's to give and to be generous here at Westover, to have a heart for, for kingdom impact. I don't think it's by accident that our Kingdom Builders Project refers to sounds and frequencies. I believe that God is speaking in the natural of what he wants us to do in the supernatural. He's wanting us to be on frequency with him so that we can be a megaphone of God in the lives of other people. He wants us to be in tune with his spirit so that when we speak, we speak life and hope and truth to, the, to those who are broken, those who are far from him, those who are even maybe possibly physically dying. We can speak life, we can prophesy healing and faith and transformation to them. Could it be that the thing you speak will accomplish a miracle that God has in store for someone else? Could it be that you are intended to be the person who carries the miracle maker who is Jesus into the life of someone else? But we have to respond. We have to say yes to the prompting of God. We have to say amen to the nudge of God and say, God, 
I'm gonna step out in faith. I'm gonna get in frequency with you. I'm gonna listen to what you have to say. I'm gonna follow through. I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm gonna give you everything. Here's what I know. When we give all of our life to God, he gives us the life we dream about. I don't want you to miss out on the dream that God has for you. Let's get in frequency. Let's say, God, I'm gonna get in rhythm with you. I'm gonna spend more time with you. Reading God's word isn't about, it's not about duty, it's about devotion. It's about hearing the heart of God. It's about saying, God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to reveal your will. This is your moment to decide. This is your moment to decide that frequency is what God has for you. My prayer for this specific moment has been this. God, would you speak to your people? Would you move on their heart? Would you woo their heart to increase their frequency with you? Will you motivate them into the purpose you have for them? As we've been preparing this series, I've just been burdened in my heart for you. I want you to hear the Lord. But this is a moment of response where we say, God, I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna follow through with the prompting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be obedient to the nudge and I'm gonna step into what you have for me. So I'm gonna pray for each one of you, but I ask that you would make a commitment in your own heart that you're gonna follow through. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray, I pray for this church that they will follow through and listen to the prompting that comes from you the God idea that you want to deposit in their heart. God, I pray that they will follow through on the nudge that you're putting in their spirit. God, you want to speak to them. You want to reveal your thoughts. You want to give them the mind of Christ. You want them to be led by your spirit. And I pray, Lord, that they will make that commitment now, that they'll say yes to you. And God, that you'll lead them into the more that you have for them. God, I don't believe you're done with this church. I believe that the best is yet to come. I pray, Lord, you give them spiritual confidence to step forward. May they increase their frequency with you. And as, as they do, may you reveal your heart to them. Bless this church. Bless each family, each person. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen.